Welcome to a new season, season four of Standing in Faith. This new season is going to be about God my. So just like we're in the new season of summer, literally right now while we're recording, it's like a new season of your life, you know, like where where you take from learning about God to the God becoming my, you know, like taking him on. So my name is Kat. I'm in the studio with Jeff. Here I am. And David. Hey. This will be a reading from Jeremiah 3, Isaiah 24, Isaiah 12, and Ezekiel 48. In those days, declares the Lord, men will no longer say the Ark of the Covenant of the Lord. It will never enter their minds or be remembered. It will not be missed, nor will another one be made. At that time, they will call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all nations will gather in Jerusalem to honor the name of the Lord. No longer will they follow the stubbornness of their evil hearts. In those days, the house of Judah will join the house of Israel, and together they will come from a northern land to the land I gave your forefathers as an inheritance. The moon will be abashed, the sun ashamed, for the Lord Almighty will reign on Mount Zion and in Jerusalem and before its elders gloriously. They will neither harm nor destroy on all my holy mountain, for the earth will be full of the knowledge of the Lord as the waters cover the sea. In that day, the root of Jesse will stand as a banner for the peoples. The nations will rally to him, and his place of rest will be glorious. And the name of the city from that time on will be Yahweh is there, Yahweh Shammah which means God is present. The Lord is present. Yeah, when she mentioned like Yahweh, Yahweh, our Yehovah is our, our names that, that are from the root, root word of I am. But the reason there's so many different pronunciations is they really don't know how to pronounce it. And the reason they don't was it, Years ago, when the Masoretes, Masoretes were these amazing guys that were, that were, that would write out the text and all that. But Hebrew doesn't have vowels at all; it just has consonants. That's it. And so, what they would do in order to read it is they would. It's called pointing. Certain points would be how to sound out that word. It would give you the e, uh, you know, the basically vowels. Well, they felt like that name for God was so sacred that they pointed it. They put points all over it, put it over in the column, and changed it for with the word Adonai or Lord. And so, years later, when when you know translators and all this were looking at that, they had no clue. They think it's Yahweh. Some people are so it's Yahweh. Others know it's Jehovah. Well. It, it could be Yahweh, so they have no clue really how God's name is pronounced, and because the Jews hold the name of God is very sacred, especially if it's written down anywhere. They will, if you wrote it down on a piece of toilet paper, they would never destroy that. They would take it and put it somewhere because it's so sacred. Matter of fact, they don't even use the names half the time. They say Hashem. The name. Mm-hmm. That's what they'll use in its place. And so that's just a little explanation because you're going to hear us using Yehovah, uh, Shema, or, 
or for these different names of God as we as we walk through this. And like Kat said, Yehovah Shammah, ultimately for us, we're going to take that and say the God who is here, the God who is with us, who is always with us, who is always there no matter where you go. And a good, a good, another good scripture for that is Psalm 139, if you think about it. Um, I'll start to kind of quote it if you want to go to it, Cat, uh, and read it. But it says, um, it, it talks about if I make my bed in heaven, behold, you were there. Are you there? Go ahead mm-hmm. and read the first few verses. O Lord, Adonai, you have searched me and you know me. You know when I sit and when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You discern my going out and my lying down. You are familiar with all my ways. Before a word is on my tongue, you know it completely, O Lord. You hem me in behind and before. You have laid your hand upon me. Such knowledge is too wonderful for me, too lofty for me to attain. Where can I go from your spirit? Where can I flee from your presence? If I go up to the heavens, you're there. If I make my bed in the depths, you are there. If I rise on the wings of the dawn, if I settle on the far side of the sea, even there your hand will guide me. Your right hand will hold me fast. And there's an interesting translation of that. If I think it's the New American Standard that use, uses the words where it says, you are acquainted with all my ways. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, he, it, they they, they uh, um, interpreted that to say, you are intimately acquainted with all our ways, which makes total sense in the context of the scriptures, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And I, I think that's where we get this huge intimacy experience with Yehovah Shammah, the God who is there. Um, it's not like, oh, he's a God there, you know? No. This is an amazing, intimate God that knows what we think before we think it, that knows where we're going, what we're doing, no matter where we try to run or hide from him, God is there. I like that the Holy Spirit is described as a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance. So as much as the Holy Spirit is with us now, there's a, even a future more like that's going to be way more glorious than even what we're experiencing in this middle time. That's, that's kind of what I'm, I'm finding interesting about this, this new series is that instead of just focusing on just the name of God, God being present, we're focusing on, on personalizing, becoming intimate with it, bringing it into ourselves as in this case, I think this this is something that that Jesus fulfilled. Um, it, it's redemptive in nature, and that Jesus fulfills these things. And because of what Jesus fulfilled, it becomes a promise that we can. David used the word earlier. I like to embrace. We mm-hmm. can we can make ours. Um, so. And that, in this case, the tie-in for me comes in Ephesians 2.13. But now in Christ Jesus, you who were once far off have been brought near by the blood of Christ. Um, and then I think, Kat, you kind of referenced it, and it's all over the book of John, but John 14 specifically where Jesus is saying, that he's going to send the helper. He's going to. He needs to go, and he needs to send us the helper. The helper is the Holy Spirit, who's going to bring all truth and 
right, teach us. And and if you go and look that up in the Amplified, it's a whole lot of wonderful, mm-hmm. I guess they would be adverbs or I'm, just a whole lot of descriptive words for defining what the Holy Spirit is to us. But I want to tie that back into something that David just said, right? And that was God is 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 up there in heaven ruling and he's far off. He's unattainable, he's unreachable to us. There's in in his perfection and his wonder and his glory, right? which is all all that's true, but it what's not true is that he's he's unattainable to us. Right? In this case, because of Jesus's blood, he's very attainable. We're brought near. Right? That's the whole concept of redemption is that the redemption did bring us near. Um, and that he is with us always. I think one of the things that, that's interesting and when we tie that whole idea, of course, redemption simply means he paid a price for us. Um, that what's interesting when you look at the Old Testament, God was always there. He was with the Israelites. He chose them. He was with mm-hmm. them. Think about this. He was in the cloud of fire. He's in the Shekinah glory in the tabernacle. He was with them. And that's what Jesus said when you reference back to, uh, I believe it's John 14, where he says, um, and we sh- we, he, the Holy Spirit is with you. But then he says, and he shall be in you. In other mm-hmm. words, after the whole Pentecost thing, after the resurrection, after Pentecost, the ascension, I mean, after the ascension, then Pentecost, the Holy Spirit came and resides in us. And so you go to 1 Corinthians 6, uh, I'm one spirit with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know? So he comes and lives in us because God's design and desire has always been to be very, very intimate with us. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that just ties back into Hebrews thirteen five, right? I'll never leave you or forsake you. How is that? Because he's always present with us. Yeah. I, I think for us as believers, right, we believe this stuff. The question in my mind, though, is how much time have we spent pondering, reflecting, thinking about the fact that he's always with us? So I, I got really upset with somebody on the phone a couple of days ago, and oh, boy, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I had I had a lot of conviction and a lot of repenting afterwards, but th- guess what? He was there. He, he was, was there. present. Yikes! Right? But instead of me being all ashamed by it, right? Mm-hmm. I I I felt like I needed to recognize the fact that yup, I'm still a work in progress, and yep, boy, I need that grace. Right? So this is an interesting segue here and a bunny trail I'm taking you guys down. I'm sorry. So grace is a wonderful thing, but it should never be, um, it shouldn't be taken granted for and it shouldn't be abused. That's cheap grace. Yeah. Yeah, Because then what you're doing is you're making that redemptive sacrifice less. And I think for those of us who are really believers and really love Jesus and are so grateful and appreciative of what he did, right? We don't want to do that. That would hurt our hearts. And, you know, I kind of, after I got hollering on the phone, I realized 
Oh boy, that wasn't good. That I was not a, I was not a light in a dark place. Um, His grace should make us quick to repent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the beauty of it. That he's he's right there. He know he knew you were going to do that before you did it. Mm-hmm. Before yeah. it, before the words even came out of your mouth. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 it's not like he's sitting there going. Oh, God, give me a two-by-four. Let's smack Jeff upside the head because, no, he's there with you. And, and, and that's the whole beauty of God is it's like Hebrews 12 where it talks about the Lord loves those he disciplines. That word discipline is not punish in the sense of what we think of punishment. That word discipline basically is, is, is the same as discipleship. He wants to teach us. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what's he going to do? He's going to say, okay, Jeff, what did you learn from this moment? Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it didn't shine as a light. Lord, I'm sorry. You know, and he says, good, good. Let's, let's, let's move on then. You know, instead of doing the exact thing is listening to the accuser Who's going to accuse you? Oh, you need to get saved again, or you're you're miserable, or you'll never be a good Christian, you'll never be a good believer, or whatever it may be. You're wretched. You're wretched. This must not have worked for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. All that stupid mm-hmm. lies that he's going to bark off in your ear. Just tell him to shut up, because there is no condemnation to those who are in the Messiah Jesus. Mm-hmm. Not, and you don't have to carry that weight. You just look up. Take the conviction, learn from whatever it was, and allow the Holy Spirit to help you process, work through that, replace it, exchange it for his love, whatever it takes. That's the beauty, and he is here. He's here. You don't have to go looking for him and scream out, cry, like the, like the, the Baalites did with, on, on, on Mount Carmel with Elijah, right? Oof. Uh Elijah makes his big sacrificial place, you know, and waits. And then the, he says, all right, you go ahead, call on your God. And, and, and if fire comes down and burns up your offering, we'll believe in Baal. So, you know, and they bounced around crying out to their God. And, you know, of course, Elijah's making jokes. So, oh, where did your God? Did he go aside? In other words, did he go to the bathroom and forget mm-hmm. you guys? You know, that kind of. Mm-hmm. And, and then it said they started cutting themselves. You know, maybe this will yeah. get his attention, you know. Really? You, you know, if you stop and think about all of those kind of things, what have you done to try and get God's attention? Right? I mean, we, it's just like being Baalites. When he's there. Yeah, he's he's intimately already there, you know. And then, of course, Elijah calls down fire and it burns up his offering. It's full of water and everything else. And and he didn't do any dances or anything else because he there was an intimacy that he understood about God. He understood how real and powerful God was. And I think that sometimes when we don't and we try to do all of these things, well, if I just do better, I'll get God's attention. If I just am a better person, then God will bless me more. No. That has, that, you want to do all those things so his light will shine through you, of course, but you want him to work that through you in his intimate sort of a way. Mm-hmm. I am. Yeah. Right? I am. Mm-hmm. In other words, not I was, and not I will be, 
but I am. Mm -hmm. Ever present, ever with you, like all of those kinds of words that we talked about in season three, you know, and taking that and embrace it. Now, let's even move a little further. Look at uh, Galatians 2.20. I have been crucified with Jesus the Messiah. Nevertheless, I live, but it's no longer I that lives, but Christ Jesus who lives in yeah. me. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the walk of faith that I now is, is in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. So my faith then becomes in recognizing that he lives in me. That's my daily approach. God, that's so wonderful. And, and, and it, 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 it's just a wonderful practice if during the day, if you just stop and say, Lord, I'm so glad you live in me. Mm-hmm. I mean, even after you blew up on the phone. Yep. To, to be able to stop and say, Lord, I'm sorry. And I'm so glad you live in me. I'm so glad you're here to teach me, to walk me through this. Mm-hmm. Man, it will change your whole disposition, you know? Think about it when you when you check out somewhere and you smile. Are you not, maybe you're manifesting God's smile to someone in that same context since yeah. he lives in you, mm-hmm. you know? You, you just never know what that does for, for someone. I think for me, it's about being aware of that. Yes. And having that in the fourth, forefront maybe isn't the right word but no that's good. that it's that it's up front it's in your awareness not so far back that it's not in your you subconscious it's it. in your well, conscious well there's mind. a scripture yeah. that says i have set you i have set you always before me mm-hmm. yeah i've set the lord always before me mm-hmm. yeah so if we all walked around like that i think it would change things for us sure right and i, I also believe that there's yeah. Again, back to Hebrews thirteen five. He doesn't leave. He doesn't go to the bathroom and leave us. He doesn't. When we do something naughty like I did, he doesn't say, "Oh well." Mm-mm, right? He he's not turning aside from us or turning his back to us. He's present always. Mm-hmm. Right? And even when we're, I mean, my example maybe not so naughty, but even when we're even naughtier than that, he doesn't leave us. No. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm doesn't leave us doesn't leave us we're not orphans Mm -hmm. i really like the idea of him being the author and perfecter of our faith and and you think of like someone who's writing a book and they've got characters in a book not saying that we're all like in a simulation or something like that but uh you know, just how the characters themselves don't have to be like well what am i going to do next or what are you going to you know it's like it's like just that relaxing back into I don't have to even perfect my own faith like he started it he's going to finish it I don't have to like you know work it all up and and create it in my own self and build it up and like the faith push-ups or you know whatever mm-hmm. yeah it, it, take Jesus walk it, walking on the water you know and Peter wants to come and walk on the water and he does he gets that and walks but as soon as he starts looking at the storm what's he do he sinks mm-hmm. you know and I think that's the this the kind of thing that we think about is that that is as long as we always are looking at him, he's before us. Um, you know, we start looking at the storm, we start looking around us. Yeah, it, it, things are going to get difficult for us, but he doesn't go anywhere. He's right there, and we cry out, "God, 
God, I'm seeking. And he, of course, he lifts us up, puts us in the boat, and he says, okay. You know, you have little faith, you know, hello, I was, you know. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that a few, oh, yeah, you have little faith. He could have, you know, kept your eyes on me. Um, but he doesn't do it in a condemning way that makes me feel like, oh, man, I blew it again. I don't know. You know, I got to go do more, like you said, faith push-ups, and then mm -hmm. I'll get it better, you know? No, 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 no. God, that's what grace is all about is his constant working with us through our through our failures, through our sin, through our successes, whatever they may be. It's him constantly with us, working with us, um, bring us into that place of perfection that, that he wants to bring us into. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And in him, actually, we're perfect in him because we're clothed in his righteousness. Yeah. Which is another name for another day. Yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, so to me, what I love about these names, and I and I really, I've been really trying to embrace or or to really pull into my, not just into my head, but into my heart, into the whole of me, the fact that because of what Jesus did, this almost becomes. A part of the the new covenant, right? It's it's part of a blessing or a promise that I can take in and make my own, right? Which is the whole idea behind calling this God my, mm -hmm. right? Um, this is this is to y'all's earlier points. It's intimate. It's an intimate thing. It's a promise that He's made to us. It's something that we can. I, I hesitate to say own, but we can own it, right? It's it's ours. Yeah, we should all be embracing this because it's part of part of the overall redemption, right? I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, I, I was redeemed from all of my sin, and right, but that's such a huge thing when I start to process through that what that really means. Well, it really means that now I've got I'm sealed by a covenant of of love, and I mean I was kissed maybe by the covenant. Yeah, I, I, it's it's now that presence is now forever mine. Yeah, I think a really interesting scripture in Psalm 23 that says, though I'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I'll fear no evil for thou art with me. Mm -hmm. And I would, it, it's the same thing. Yehovah Shema, he is with you. And I think sometimes we don't look at that. We look at that as, oh, when I die, he's with, no, 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 no. The valley is a shadow of death. It's through your dark times, your depressions, uh, what you may be going through a tough time, even now listening to us. Well, it says, thou art with me. And I think if if in a dark time like right now, maybe for you, is you can just focus on the fact that, okay, God, this is a tough situation I'm going through. It's felt dark. It's felt lonely. But your promise is that you are with me. And have a just have a... a a moment of conscious awareness that God is with you. He's in you. And he's not abandoning you. 
He's not leaving you there. Uh, you know, the rod, the staff, all of that comfort you. And that's the Holy Spirit's name, comforter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He wants to comfort you in that place and walk through it with you, guide you through this place so that when you come out on the other side, there's a banqueting table, you know. That doesn't make it easier, of course, I know, to say that. Doesn't make it, it doesn't make it easier in the sense of, oh, well, if I start thinking about him, then all this stuff will go away. Not necessarily. But at least you know he's with you in the midst of your darkness, your pain, your anguish. And, you know, if I was going through all that and didn't have, didn't have the Holy Spirit, it would be hopeless. Yeah. You might as well jump, you know, you, you probably just say, well, I can't handle this. I'm going to jump off a cliff or something, you know. But no, we don't have to because he's with us. And he'll get us through it, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe not in an hour or tomorrow, but he'll, he'll walk us through that. And I think the idea of feeling that comfort that he will or knowing that he's with us is a major, major deal. So I want to challenge you. You know, if you're listening to us and think about this name, Yehovah or Yahweh, whichever way you like to, to use that, Shema, I want you to, to just challenge you for take a week and just meditate on the fact that God is with you, God is in you, God is around you, He's in your home, He's in your work, He's in your car when you're driving. Just begin a conscious awareness of that and just thank Him. Thank him that he's there. Thank him that he's in your home. Thank him that he's in you. Thank him that he, thank you that he's at your place of work. You know, it may be chaotic at work, but thank him that he's there and that you, that, you know, you walk into that work, you bring him into the place of work mm-hmm. too. I mean, you know, he, you, you carry that presence with you. So I just want to challenge you to have a thought about that, that it's, it's no longer I that lives, but Jesus, it's Jesus who lives in me. Thank him that he lives in you, you know? Have a sense and wonder about him living in you. And he's with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Okay. I bless the listeners in Jesus' name with a knowing and a feeling of his manifest presence. God, thank you for redeeming us, bringing us into your household, giving us citizenship, and perfecting our faith. I bless the listeners with thankfulness for all these things Mm -hmm. and a yielding to your tender hand. Lord, in Jesus' name, I bless the listeners with an ever-growing understanding of you present, you in us, you around us, an ever-growing joy and love and appreciation in your presence. Amen. Amen. Amen.